Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. And we have finally made it to the whole reason why I started recording what turned into a tax miniseries. And that is the article that my friend James sent to me a couple of weeks ago. See, James, look what you've started by sending me that, <laughs> that one link via text. But the article that he sent to me, it came from NBC News and was written by Rob Weil. And the title is America's tax brackets are changing thanks to inflation. That may be good news if you didn't get a raise this year. How could inflation be good news for anything, let alone taxes? Well, let's take a look at the information that we've gone over this past week. And if you're jumping in right now, I highly suggest go back and listen to episode 346 and 347, because I promise this will all make much more sense if you have a little bit of that background knowledge before I start just brushing past some of this stuff. So at this point, we all now know three things. We know that each of us has the option to take the standard deduction, which is an automatic decrease in our taxable income. We also know that there are seven tax brackets, each with their own income range. And lastly, we all understand that our federal income tax is a progressive tax, meaning our income is taxed in tiers or you can call them groups. They're just based on the percentages that are indicated in each bracket. So where does inflation factor into any of this? Well, out of those three things I mentioned, inflation has no impact on the tax rates in each bracket. These will only change if both houses of Congress and the president approve a change. So it's not going to just happen annually just because the IRS wants to or because of inflation. But both the standard deduction and the income ranges in each bracket do receive an annual inflation update. And this is where the potential tax savings come from. So for a little bit of context here, these annual inflation updates are done in order to prevent us from paying more taxes over time as our income increases. Because most of us, if we receive an annual raise at all, are given an amount that's meant to offset inflation. And this is because we all know that things just get more expensive over time. And if our wages don't go up to match that, we end up with less and less money as time goes on, meaning our spending power decreases. And you just can't buy as much stuff with the same amount of money as you could before. Think about like a, a combo meal at a fast food place. Back in the day, like 15 years ago, you can get a, a full combo, a sandwich, fries and a drink for, you know, six or seven dollars. And now that same meal is going to cost you 10 to 12 dollars or maybe even more. So understanding how inflation can reduce the like, impact and power of our money, if the tax brackets aren't adjusted annually, then as our income slowly increases, the amount that we pay in taxes will begin to increase. That's because we'll just slowly start to creep up those tax brackets. And at the same time, our spending power will slowly decrease, leaving us with less actual money left over to spend. This is why the IRS adjusts these income ranges annually. For 2023, the IRS has announced a 7% increase to all of these ranges and the standard deduction due just to the fact that inflation has been really high. And keep in mind that any of these changes that they're making for 2023 in those tax tables, that means that if your job updates their payroll system and your paychecks to reflect these changes, it won't actually take effect until January 1st, 2023. And all of this won't be reflected in your taxes until you file in 2024. So these changes are, are a ways down the road. These adjustments are made by the IRS every single year. This isn't something new that they're doing. It's making headlines only because of the size of the increase this year. A 7% adjustment to the tax brackets 
is definitely much more noticeable and something that you would see in your paychecks than the typical, you know, one to three percent increase that they do every year. So after a quick break, I'll get into what type of tax savings you could possibly see next year. All right, let's jump into the reason why you're all still here and why you decided to keep listening to all these episodes to talk about the impact that these changes to our tax brackets could have on our actual paychecks come next year. To illustrate all of this, what I did was I looked at a specific bracket for both those filing single and for those filing married filing jointly. I'm looking at the 12% tax bracket, which is that second bracket on those tax tables. For someone who's single, this year, the top of that 12% tax bracket would have been $41,775, That's moving up to $44,725. So that's an additional $3,000 that someone could earn while still in that 12% tax bracket, where normally they would have jumped up and had to pay 22% on that additional $3,000. If you're married filing jointly, that 12% bracket ended at 83,550 and next year it's going up to 89,450. So that's a $6,000 increase. That's what's going on with those brackets and how those adjustments caused by inflation, how they end up causing a drop in your tax bill, because you could have some money that you typically would have had to pay a higher tax rate on that falls into a lower bracket now. Additionally, the standard deduction is also going up. So if you're single, you're getting an extra $900. And if you're filing married filing jointly, it's an additional $1,800. And that just allows you to exclude even more income from being taxed. Okay, that was the good news. Now, the bad news, and I don't even know if I would call this bad news. Maybe it's the, the meh news. It's, you know, it's not, it's not anything positive. It's not really something negative. But it's just the fact that the impact of all of these changes may have less of an impressive impact than these headlines make it sound like you could see. Because the thing to keep in mind with all of this is that you only get the full benefit of these changes if your salary stays exactly the same next year, meaning you get a nice big fat $0 raise and your salary just looks the same this year as it will next year. Because even a small raise could offset these changes and leave you in pretty much the exact same spot tax-wise as this year. You know, obviously, you're still going to have more money if you get a raise because, you know, your paycheck's going up. Even if you pay slightly more taxes, your paycheck still went up. So you end up with more money. You're just not going to see a drop in your tax bill. But if you're curious what all of this would look like for someone who's, let's say, income state exactly the same, no changes. I ran some numbers just to illustrate how minor <laughs> the impact is. So if you're single making $60,000 a year, you could save around $500 in 2023. And that's for the whole year. So it's, it's about $42 a month or $20 if you're paid every two weeks. So it's it's not a crazy amount of money. I mean, it's not something that's going to change your life. But, hey, you know, it's maybe an extra quarter tank of gas every paycheck. Uh, if you're married filing jointly and let's say we have two people both making $50,000 each for a combined income of $100,000, they could expect to save around $250 next year or 20 bucks a month or $9 every two weeks. That's why for me, I'd much rather take a raise. Like, I'm not going to say don't give me a raise because I want to get these nice tax breaks because, yes, the tax brackets are shifting, but the savings that you can expect to see, they're going to be minor. I, I, I really don't want to <laughs> over exaggerate or pump up how small of a change that you can expect to see from these tax table moves. I just want to say thanks to all of you for sticking with me through these three episodes full of tax talk. But if you're someone who's more of a visual learner and you're like, Chris, you threw a bunch of numbers at me, that's great, but I could not follow along at all with what you were talking about. 
I'm putting together some videos that are going to break all this down. I'm going to put them up on YouTube and I'll put graphs and charts and tables so that you can see exactly how those tax tables are structured. And to me, it's a little bit easier for me sometimes too to see something visually. So that'll all be up in the coming weeks on YouTube. And if you have any other questions, I know I've talked about a lot of things. If there's anything that wasn't clear, anything you want me to touch on a little bit more, maybe I can send you a link to some resources that kind of clear all this up. You can head over to popcornfinance.com slash questions. There's a link in the show notes, so you don't have to remember that. But if you just want to type it in again, it's popcornfinance.com slash questions. And there you can leave me a voicemail. You can write me an email. It's all nice in one centralized location. I'm trying to utilize this new website because it's so much easier to use uh, than what I had before. So this is the end for taxes for now. I promise you, I will not be talking about this again on Thursday. We'll be talking about something completely different, but I appreciate you sticking with me. I hope it was helpful. Thanks again to James for sending in that question. And as always, I appreciate you joining me here for yet another bag of popcorn. Hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Your boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.